Welcome to the Move More podcast powered by Omega Sports. Omega Sports is your neighborhood sports store with over 43 years of serving North Carolinians, helping them to run more, move more, and play more. You know you're always going to be in good hands with their active play experts. Stop in their store, shop online, check them out. They got a lot of good stuff going on. Trust me, you're going to want to see them. I am your host, Dr. Scott Jablanca, performance physical therapist here in Charlotte, North Carolina, better known around these parts as your Carolina Movement Doc. Find me on Facebook, find me on Instagram. Got a lot of good stuff coming out right now, a lot of fresh material, and it is all free, free, free. On today's episode, a topic that I really wanted to touch on in the early stages, but I kind of delayed it a little bit because I want to do a little bit more research, but it's a topic of cortisone injections, to get it or not to get it. That is the question. We will answer that question and plenty more right after this introduction music. DJ, let's hit it. All right, all right, all right. So before we get into it, I just wanted to update everybody on some of the the local stuff that I'm going to be involved with. There are just two coming up. Uh, August 7th, down in Rock Hill, South Carolina. That's just across the border from Charlotte proper at CrossFit South Cherry. That's Rock Hill. There's Carolina Chaos, August 7th. I'll be there set up as a booth. It's a CrossFit competition. There's going to be a lot lot of good competition, a lot of good fitness happening. And I'll be set up there for free assessments, free treatments, and just to hang out. So if you're in the Rock Hill area or in the Charlotte area, stop in August 7th, say hi, and uh, maybe we can kind of connect. Also, the Big Mama Jamma, October 2nd, that's October 2 of this year, Beers and Burpees. This thing is a huge event down just across the border at CrossFit Indian Land. Big place, all-day party. Yes, there's beer involved. Yes, there's burpees. It's a nice little fitness event, but it's an all-day party. It raises a lot of good money for the CLT Foundation. My buddy Mike really runs a good show there. Really good cause. A lot of fitness happening, and there's a lot of vendors. So go to uh, the Beers and Burpees. Follow them on Instagram. Follow them on Facebook. I want you guys to sign up. Let's sell this sucker out this year. It is huge. We want to sell it out. I, yes, look, I'm an ambassador for it. So let's get this thing sold out for October 2nd and meet me there too. So those are the things that are happening down in the community. So without further ado, let's get back to the nitty gritty of this all. Cortisone injections. Before I go any further, guys, I got to say that I am not a medical doctor. I am not an MD. So this and anything after this should not be misconstrued as sound medical advice. This is strictly educational. So I don't want to hear anybody saying, oh, Carolina Movement Doc told me in the podcast I need to do this. No, I didn't. I did not. This is just educational, and it's also going to be my two cents. I'm just going to lay down some information just to give you guys a better understanding of cortisone injections, the good, the bad. And at the end, yeah, I'm going to touch upon my my little two cents and how I educate my athletes and my patients alike. So we're going to talk about what cortisone injections really are, how they work, are they bad? We're going to dive a little bit into the research, and there's a lot of research for it, comparing cortisone injections to other kind of other forms of treatment. And then at the end, I'm going to give you my two cents as far as what I feel about it. Uh, spoiler alert, a lot of my colleagues are probably going to be a little bit upset with me with this. But for my colleague, listen in. I think you'll kind of agree with me on both fronts because we got to look at it from both aspects. So cortisone injections. I get a lot of questions because a lot of people, they don't know. And, and to no fault of their own, you're not, if you're not in the medical field, you're not really well-versed in some of the pharmaceuticals and, and 
uh, and the chemistry of it all. Uh, you don't know what cortisone injections are, but you know that people like them. You know that they request them on a regular basis. So we have to really figure out what they are. We have to understand how they work in the body, the good and the bad, in order to make a solid, informed decision, rather than somebody just telling you that that's what you need. So I think this is a, this podcast is almost long overdue uh, for the medical world, for the fitness world, and just for the novice athlete alone. So cortisone injections, here's what they are, guys. It's a specific injections into a specific part of your body to help alleviate both pain and inflammation. We had talked about inflammation in an earlier podcast. So go back, listen to that, figure out what inflammation is, how good is it, prolonged inflammation, not very good. We got to keep it in check. So cortisone injections help with both pain and that inflammatory process that may get out of control. Usually in my experience, I've seen them, not seen them, but I've experienced them with my clients and my athletes Usually in some of the major joints like ankles, elbows, shoulders, uh, the hip is a big one, wrist, the knee, even in the spine. So you get these injections into these areas of the body, and they're usually going to take down a lot of pain and a lot of inflammation almost right away. At least that's what they're designed for because they're really kind of made up of a nice little cocktail of both a a corticosteroid uh, and an anesthetic. So anesthetic, something like lidocaine or marocaine usually. Um, that's going to help numb the area, make you feel good. And then the steroid alone is designed to really take down that inflammation and help with your pain. Now, typically, this helps treat stuff like osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis on occasion, tendonitis, bursitis, which is the big one. You hear bursitis a lot. And then just you know, general nonspecific back pain. So these typically help treat that in the medical world. It's like an office setting. So uh, typically, you're, like your MD, they won't administer more than, let's say, like three injections into a joint. And that's responsible uh, because it has something called a catabolic effect. Catabolic. That's a really interesting term. What that means is uh, this stuff can eat away at tissue for the most part in layman terms. So, in like a beat up joint, an arthritic joint, it's going to eat away at some of that inflamed tissue, and that's what makes you feel better. On the flip side, guys, uh, it's not discriminatory. It's going to eat away at good tissue too. So, this is where it gets a lot of bad reps. So, the the side effects of this stuff ranges from uh, cartilage damage, uh, death to nearby bone, nerve damage, joint infection, if it's not administered properly, temporary flare-ups of your pain, of course, a sharp increase in blood sugar. So, you know, hashtag diabetic. So, if you're a diabetic individual, you have to be conscientious of receiving these things on a regular basis because it's going to make your blood sugar spike. Uh, also, uh, tendon damage or, and or rupture uh, and thinning of nearby bone, also known as osteoporosis. So if you have any bone density issues, getting these cortisone injections or at least requesting them on a regular basis may not be in your best interest. So I would encourage you to consult your physician and please, please, please Ask them to slow it down and sit down and talk to you about these before they just go and insert them into your body, okay? It's their job to educate you and to no fault to their own because they are so overbooked nowadays, especially with people coming out of COVID. People are getting into the office more, so they don't have as much time to spend with you. So if you don't have any questions, they're going to leave the room. So grab their attention, have them sit down with you, and have them explain to you exactly what it is. And if they cannot explain to you, maybe leave the room and find somebody else. Okay, so rule of thumb, guys, if you're going to get these injections, if you're going to request them, no more than every you know six weeks or so is what's recommended. Um, got this information from my buddies up there in the Mayo Clinic, and or three times a year-ish. And if you're, I, I got to say, if you're having this stuff done three times a year, red flag to yourself. Maybe there's something else going on that you really need to address as opposed to just keeping injecting yourself with this man-made stuff. So 
uh, red flag. All right, th- th- these effects can last up to you know, several months, and, and, and sometimes, honestly, I've seen it last for quite a long time, uh, almost forever, to be honest with you, uh, if it's done properly. So. That is the the meat and potatoes about what the cortisone injections really are. Nice little cocktail of corticosteroids plus the anesthetic to help address your pain and inflammation, right? Good. So most people say, oh, this is a miracle drug. And you know what? That's not, that's not out of the question to say. You have pain. Here's a shot. Pain goes away. That's pretty sweet, right? Problem is, what, what's the real issue? You know, why do you have the pain? It doesn't really solve the problem. They just kind of for more or less, quote unquote, puts a band-aid on the things. And we'll talk about that later on. It's not really a band-aid. It's an opportunity. I'll talk about that in just a second. So the real question is, guys, and what I say is, or what the the question I get from a lot of my athletes is, is it bad? Of course, or is it good? Or does it work? I love the the it. Okay. It's a bad yes and no. Okay. Just like any question that you're gonna ask me, is it bad? Does it work? Yes and no. Again, it has to be done very, very intelligently. You have to be educated on this stuff, right? So, uh, so my colleagues are going to really hate me hate me for this, but I, I say to my, my patients and my athletes that a cortisone injection is an opportunity, not a cure. Yeah, it's going to knock your pain down. It's like a megadose of steroids right into the area that hurts. So yeah, you're probably going to have some pain reduction. You're going to have some reduction in your inflammation, but that doesn't necessarily give you your permission or the green light to go ahead and back to doing exactly what you were doing because we don't really know what caused the issue in the first place. And you'll see this all over the place, you know, on pamphlets, on marketing materials, you know, we find the root cause of your problem. We put the fire out and then we address the real issue. Okay. You hear this day in and day out. Yeah. And I'm guilty of it too, because, you know, as a clinician, as a provider, as a movement specialist, that is what we're born to do. That's what we're trained to do. And that's our thought process as far as how to make you better. We find the real issue of your problem. We knock down your pain. We address the real issue at hand so your pain doesn't come back. Does that make sense, guys? Stop, rewind, play it again. We find out what's really causing your pain. We knock down the issue. We address the cause so your pain doesn't come back. Your pain doesn't come back. That's the ultimate goal of treatment, right? We don't really want the pain to come back. So if we're getting injections every you know, you know, three, four months or so, that pain is coming back. Again, red flag. You have not formally addressed your issue. So again, a cortisone injection is an opportunity for you to knock down that inflammation, knock down the pain, and then address the issue. Find out, is it a weakness? Is it a structural thing? Maybe you have some sort of a, a, a tendon rupture or ligamentous damage stiffness, okay, imbalances, all these fancy terms. You got to find out what is going on before you address or before you get back to doing exactly what you're doing that lets you to have the pain in the first place. Does that make sense? Your answer should be, yeah, doc, it does make sense. Good. Now that I stop and think about it. So if you're one of these individuals and I know who you are, that says, oh, I got a knee pain. I'm going to go get an injection real quick. Okay. I'll let you because it's it's your your call, but I would encourage you to really think about how often you're going to get these things because as I listed before, these side effects can be can be pretty nasty. With all that said, we got to look at some of the research, and there's a fair amount of research out there because cortisone injections they've been around for a while. They've been kind of the gold standard of how to treat this stuff by physicians, by physician assistants, nurse practitioners uh, alike. So it's tough to 
put the blame on them as to why it's administered so often because it depends on a lot of factors. We'll talk about that in just a second, but let's look at the research. Right? There is one, uh, there's one randomized controlled trial, uh, 2017, in the Journal of Orthopedic and Sports Physical Therapy. I like this journal. I get a lot, and I love this particular article because if anybody knows me, they've seen a lot of my posts. You know, I'm a huge fan of dry needling in conjunction with a lot of uh, other manual techniques because as far as bang for your buck, it's fantastic. So this article in 2017 compared the effects of dry needling versus uh, cortisone injections for the treatment of a greater trochanteric hip syndrome. So if you're looking at your body and if you put, let's take your left, take your left hand, put it directly on the side of your left hip, that bony part where there's not a lot of tissue between that bone and your hand. That's your greater trochanter, and that's where a lot of the, the hip bursitis happens, and that can kind of spawn into what's called is that overdiagnosed IT band syndrome. So we're talking about this article refers to what's the best treatment when we compare dry needling versus cortico, corticosteroids or cortisone injections. And it's funny because this, this study actually found that there really is no significant difference between the injection and the dry needling. So the question remains, guys, is it the medicine or the needle that actually did it. But what that doesn't really uh, take into effect is, you know, how many dry needling sessions does it take? Now, if this were up to me, and yeah, I'm a little biased only because one, as a physical therapist, I cannot deliver cortisone injections. I can't inject anything to your body. So I'm a little biased because I can dry needle and I do it very often. I would say, why not needle? Why not, you know, stop putting chemicals into your body? Why don't we just do some mechanical stimulus? Okay. I think there's some value behind that. And I think a lot of therapists and a lot of chiros and, and other movement specialists would probably agree with me there that, you know, if we can not put something in your body and just stick to a mechanical stimulus, such as just straight up dry needling and the acupuncturists of the world, keep in mind, guys, that dry needling and acupuncture are not the same thing. They're not. I don't even pretend to say I'm an acupuncturist. I practice dry needling. So if we can do dry needling instead of cortical uh, steroids, I think that's a good thing. The problem is, People don't like to get stuck very often, okay? And to no fault of their own, I don't want you coming at me with sharp objects. So it's a it's an expectation thing. So this study said that it's not at more benefit, but it's also not less benefit when we compare steroids to dry needling. Interesting, right? Okay, so that gives us some value behind you know is it effective? The answer is yes. Is it more effective than the others? You know, potentially. No, not more effective, but you know, one shot, one kill is what I say. And it, when it comes to corticosteroids injections into the greater trochanter, it is pretty darn effective. Awesome, good. And let's let, let's take a peek at um, this. Uh, it's an article and it, it's a meta-analysis. So it took a bunch of researches from across the broad spectrum of research, and it compared the ones that really looked at the efficacy and how safe a corticone, um, a cortisone injection is. Which article is it? I'm looking at this right now. It's based out of South Bend Sports Medicine Fellowship. It's the current review of musculoskeletal medicine, and it compares the intraarticular cortisone injection for osteoarthritis. So just typical run-of-the-mill arthritis of the hip. Is it safe? Is it effective? And when it looked at all these controlled trials, there are four that really kind of stuck out and met all the criteria. And the, the, the conclusion of all this was, it is very safe when it's administered in a nice sterile environment. So if your doctor or your physician assistant or your nurse practitioner is practicing appropriately and creates a very sterile field and administers this injection appropriately, then it is very, very safe. And if you look back at some of the side effects that I listed earlier, you know, joint infection, 
yes, that is a side effect. But anytime you puncture the skin, you you cr- essentially create another pathway for bacteria to get in. So yeah, there is some some side effects of that. Probably very rare. And as long as you're doing this safe and effective and sterile, there really is not a whole lot of chance of that happening. So yes, it's safe. Is it effective? Yeah, it's very effective for hip osteoarthritis. So when we inject that uh, that joint, especially for this hip with corticosteroids, it's effective at reducing pain and inflammation. But they don't really go on to say, you know, how long does it last? How effective is it from a long-term basis? And that's something that we really need to take into consideration. We're looking for longevity here. We want our bodies to last for a long period of time. So when we look at at the catabolic effect of these corticosteroids, then we may not say that, you know, I don't really want this eating away at my tissue for long periods of time. So maybe it's not the best choice for longevity, all right, for long periods of time. A couple of research articles, a couple of studies that kind of support it, say it is effective. It's been around for quite some time. It's been considered the gold standard. And that's it's pretty good as far as, you know, what do we have as far as the tools in our arsenal to really kind of help us address our pain. Now, let's look at, you know, the, the rationale of the doctors. And when you go into the office, maybe it's a PA or an MP, uh, and then you have this pain. We have to look at their rationale. So, the reason why I say this is because when you look at, you know, the social medias of the world, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, you see, you know, don't go to the doctor right away. And I'm a proponent of that, okay? Don't get this because you're just going to get an MRI, you'll get an injection, you'll get this, you get that, and then you'll get your referral to therapy. And that there's some truth behind that. There's a lot of truth behind that. So let's let's play out a scenario real quick. So Typical medicine and the conventional medicine and what we usually are are prone to do is, ouch, 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 I injured myself. Good. Now, what do I do? Now, let's say that you don't follow anybody like myself or my colleagues or any like-minded individuals like myself, and you are just so prone to going to your general practitioner or your, your, your family physician. You'll go, okay, very typical, and this is not everybody, okay, and if you're a family physician, I'm not knocking you, this is just the information that I get, and this is 12 years of doing this stuff, this is this is just a scenario that I get. I went to my family physician, uh, they probably gave me some ibuprofen, if sometimes the family physician gives them a cortisone injection, and that didn't work, so they get referred to a specialist, so they see the specialist, keep in mind that there's co-pays, and there's doctor visit bills, there's x-rays to be involved, let's say you go to the, the specialist, you get your MRI, the MRI comes back with a lot of joint inflammation, maybe some bursitis of some sort. So you just paid, you know, MRI, you know, thousands of dollars for a picture. That's what it is. It's a a very still picture uh, to say that you have arthritis. Awesome. Cool. So now you're a a couple of grand in before you get to therapy for me. Awesome. So there's no formal, really hardcore screening because let's face it, a lot of these doctors, they don't have time to take you through that to no fault of their own. That's how insurance-based works. They don't have the time. So you've already gone through doctor visits. You probably waited weeks to get in and you finally get there and then you get to their their visit. Now, a typical individual, when they go through all that time, let's say it's three, four, now we're pushing five weeks. We're a month out of the initial injury. You're getting frustrated because it's still painful. When you see the specialist, you want something done. You want it done to you. You want your pain away, and I can't blame you. In fact, I'd want my pain away too. It's like, doc, I got this knee injury. It's been lasting a month. It hasn't gotten better. What can you do for me? Now, let's say, for instance, the doctor says, well, here's what's going on, John. Uh, We've got this going on. This is causing a lot of your pain. This is what's resulting in a lot of your inflammation. I think this is going to respond pretty well to see if you can go uh, get into therapy and try to get this, uh, this mobility back and get that leg a little bit stronger for me. Now, you've been educated as far as the root cause, what's really kind of going on, and how to take care of it yourself. Awesome. 
So you've spent all that time, thousands of dollars, five weeks have gone by only for somebody to tell you that you need to do more work. Now, the human population, especially the American population, is quote-unquote a little bit lazy. If you've looked at some of my posts in the past, you know, you know, laziness is a pandemic. It still is a pandemic. It's been a pandemic for a while. So at that point, they don't want to do work. They want you to take care of it. Enter cortisone injection. Awesome. So the doctor by the book and responsibly has educated you, saying you need to go to therapy. Go to my specialist or go to quote unquote my guy or my gal because I know that this person is going to take care of you and it's going to quote unquote cure you. They're going to fix your problem so you never have to come back. Most people, they just don't want to hear that because they'll leave that office well-educated on the issue. The doctor did exactly what he or she was supposed to do and they'll go and they'll tell their friends, well, this doctor didn't do anything for me. It's false, but it's just what they report to their friends. So it's the patient expectations and patient satisfaction that really drives why these doctors do what they do. And can I fault them for that? No, I can't because no doctor, no physician assistant, no nurse practitioner wants to have complaints about them because they, quote unquote, didn't do anything for them. Then they'll get a NASA review on Google and then they'll spiral out of control. It's just a whole soliloquy of events that follows from one person complaining that the doctor didn't do anything for them when they did exactly what they were supposed to do. So Instead, we introduce a cortisone injection into the knee. And at that point, they feel something. They left because the doctor did something for them. Even though the doctor didn't cure them, the doctor gave them an opportunity. And if the doctor or the PA or NP was awesome and smart and responsible, they'd give them a script for therapy and they'd be seen right away so we can address the issue at hand. The problem is once people feel great, they don't want to do the work. They want to go back to doing what they're doing. So then that whole spiral of events happens, okay? Do you see where I'm going with this? And you know, as movement professionals, it's, it's important for me to really kind of step back, look at both sides of the picture. I got to put myself in the patient's shoes. Yes, John has been irritated because it's been four or five, six weeks since something has helped him out. He wants something done. He doesn't want to do anything more. Now we got to look at the provider's aspect, saying, well, John, I know what's going on. I know what's going to help you in the long run so you never have to see me again. So there's kind of this, this dichotomy. This doesn't, it, 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 it kind of clashes for the most part. And the doctor really wants to help the person. So the best bang for your buck as far as instant relief, because people always want that instant pill. They don't want diet and exercise. They want surgery and pills. And that's 90% of the time, that's what people want. And we get that, all right? It's our job to kind of you know tip the scales the other way. But let's face it, you know, the human population doesn't really want to do that. So we'll tip it. It just depends on how far we want to tip it. It's a group effort. But people want stuff done right away. So the doctor is going to result to injecting them with a corticosteroid, provided it's appropriate. And then it's going to take their pain and inflammation down. All of a sudden, that doctor gets a great review. Yep. Saw a doc. Saw him. Oh, man. He made my knee completely better. Go see him. Guess what? Three months later. Hey, doc, can I get another injection? No, that helped tremendously last time. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll go through the whole rigmarole again. All right. Do you see the scenario play out? If this is you, if this has been you in the past, I am not knocking you. Absolutely not. In fact, I would probably do the same thing after about six weeks, but you know, nothing's been done. All right, you can do something to take care of this now. Absolutely, let's do it. But I also don't want to spend another, you know, three, four hundred dollars, co-pays, time out of my day, gas to get to you when I can take care of this myself. So teach me how to never have this happen again. If I can instill that into people, that would be tremendously better. So again, it's doctor's rationale, doctor's proper medical practice versus patient expectation and satisfaction. They most of the time clash. And I had this conversation with one of my uh, emergency medicine physician buddies, 
and he would agree with you that, you know, patient satisfaction drives a lot of decision because even though best medicine is what they practice, or at least that's what they preach, sometimes they, they err on the side of patient satisfaction and expectations because, again, nobody wants to be left the ER or left your specialist office without something being done. And that's just the name of the game. And that's, that's, that's tried and true. I talked to a lot of my uh, orthosurgeon friends up in Syracuse, PA uh, orthos up in Syracuse as well. Uh, as well as down here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And same holds true. It's pretty much the same story no matter where you go. So there is kind of that frustration point for both the patient and, and provider standpoint, but we have to understand both sides of the story. So as a movement specialist, yeah, I'm a big fan of come see me first. If we need to kind of venture down the cortisone injection steroids stuff, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. Let's see what's going on first. So we, at least we have a game plan in order to knock this thing down. We'll take care of it. So that leads me to my next kind of um, my nice story or section of the podcast is, do I recommend this stuff? Again, yeah, to an extent, to an extent. Here's the thing, guys. If you've never had one before and you're been, you've been seeing me for a few weeks now and we just can't knock this stuff down, you've got good mobility, the strength is coming back, but that pain is just kind of sticking around, I am not opposed. I can't tell you to do it, but I am not opposed for you opting to maybe get that injection, knock the pain down, give it a couple of days, and then you come see me again. We'll continue on with our plan, probably pain-free because now we've knocked a lot of that inflammation down. And then hopefully, if all goes well, and this usually does, we never have to have another injection again. You can get back to squatting or running or swimming without pain, and then we can carry on from there. However, if you have them regularly, I would educate you and, and probably, probably say, if this were me, I would probably not because we have to have that, long, uh, that discussion of longevity. I want to be able to run uh, until I'm 85. I want to be able to lift and squat. I want to be able to pick up my kids and my grandkids when I'm 85 without pain. And I don't want something that tear away my joints, my ligaments, my tendons, if I can control it. If I have them regular, I'd say, you know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe instead, why don't we dive way more into a movement assessment? Mobility, stability, strength, squat, pull, deadlift, push, all this stuff that's going to tell me a lot more information other than just getting shots every, every six weeks. Again, do I recommend it? Yes and no, guys. That, that answer is always going to hold true for the most part. Yes and no. We have to be smart about our decision-making. So again, these steroids are good and they're bad. If they were so bad the entire time, they probably wouldn't be around for so long and they probably wouldn't be as effective, but we just have to not abuse it just like anything that we put in our body. We can't abuse it. We just have to be intelligent about it. So we need to educate yourself and you need to control what you put into your body and what you do to your body, okay? If there's anything that you're taking from this, cortisone, not a bad thing, can be a good thing. You need to be smart. That kind of holds true with everything though, doesn't it? Okay, ibuprofen for one thing, okay? You know, heaven forbid, alcohol, okay? Is it a bad thing? You know, that's a whole other topic of discussion. But again, you got to control what goes into your body. You have to control how your body moves. And you don't know how your body moves. That's where I come in. I help you move well, and I help you move without pain. So again, this is not advice for you to go and get shots. I have to emphasize that. This is educational material to better educate yourself on how you go about maybe getting one versus not getting one when you go see the doctor. I want you to be armed with the knowledge before you walk into his or her office before they even offer it. So when they say, what do you think about an injection? You know, doc, I've tried therapy for about three weeks. I've been making good progress, but I still have this pain. You know what? Let's give it a shot. I've had that happen before. In fact, I had an avid gymnast 
I don't know if you guys know anything about gymnasts, but they spend hours and hours and hours in the gym and they beat their bodies to death. Yes, they have, they have, they're probably the most fit individuals, but they destroy their bodies. And I was seeing this one guy who he could do everything in the world, but he just kept having this pain in his knee. All right. Is it a strength issue? Hard to tell because he had quads like rock salad. His motion, we finally got his motion back in his knee. He had a little bit of an extension, missing some extension. That came back. Quad started to come back nice, but he's just had that nagging knee issues. He opted to, you know, just go ahead and get the injection. Six months later, he's still pain-free. So that was an instance where that kind of worked out in our favor. And that we did that very intelligently. I educated him. He took that information. He went to his ortho surgeon. His ortho surgeon said, you know, I, I really I, I commend you for your coming in already doing your homework. Let's take care of this and hopefully you'll never have to see you again. And even to this day, he has not been back to the ortho, ortho surgeon. I think that's been fantastic. So there's, there's a case in point, guys. So keep that in mind when you are offered one. If you want one, listen to this podcast, save this on your phone, save it on your computer, because I want you to resort back to this as far as how you approach going about going to the doctor. Go in armed, locked, and loaded. Don't let them tell you what to do. Have them educate you and come up with a plan together. That's how it should be done. And that's how I want it to be done. So again, keep in mind that everything that you heard on this podcast today is not the thoughts of Omega Sports. This is the thoughts and opinions and sounded educational advice from me, Scott Jablanca, Carolina Movement Doc, performance physical therapist here in Charlotte, North Carolina. If you have any questions, concerns about this, reach out to me. We'll, we'll, we'll talk it out. I have a lot of good resources that I can refer you to. You've got to keep in mind that I am not a medical doctor. I'm not a PA. I'm not an NP. I am a physical therapist that's well-educated in this. It has a lot of experience as far as dealing with individuals that have and or not have cortisone injections into some part of their body. So if you have any questions, reach out to me and then we'll talk about it. Okay. This podcast can be found on any outlet, uh, iTunes, Spotify, look us up, save us. Okay. Anytime we uh, put out a new episode, I want that little dingy thing to be on your phone to let you know that it's up. And I want you to listen to it because we got a lot more podcasts coming up down the road. So if you have on, if you have want to, uh, any other topic that you wanted me to discuss, want me to talk, uh, talk about, reach out. Let's 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 set it up and let's have some fun with it, guys. Okay. So again, this is Carolina Movement Doc, Doctor Scott Jablanca, performance physical therapist here in Charlotte, North Carolina. We are signing out. Hit me.